Hashtag SFM Talking Point. British Bay FC and Golden Arrows will throw everything at each other to grab the essential three points in the DSTV Premiership. Hey, Baba, Shubile. This is the KZN Derby. Will the Natal Rich Boys add three points to their wealth? Or will Abafana Vestende pitch with something special from Lamontville? Ipolale 2, Richest Bay FC up against Golden Arrows on Saturday, 8 April at 2.30 p.m. Live on SABC1 and SABC radio stations. Hashtag, we love it here. Brought to you by SABC Sport. The Talking Point on SAFM, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Welcome, it's 10 past 11 on the Talking Point. So yesterday we had a caller, remember, who had asked a question surrounding uh, the status of exemption permits in our country and the backlog that exists at the Department of Home Affairs. We received a call subsequently from the ministry who had asked for the opportunity to clarify the process and take on any queries that you may have. The number, by the way, if you want to dial and ask a question is 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. You can also send a quick WhatsApp on 061-410-4107. That's 061-410-4107. You can also tweet us. We are at SFM Radio and you can hashtag SFM Talking Point if you want to join the conversation and ask. So Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi, the Minister of Home Affairs joins us on the line. Good morning, Minister. Thank you so much for your time. Morning, morning, KG. Indeed, you are the one I must thank for giving me uh, uh, the time because I was listening to you yesterday. <laughs> I would like to have clarified something, but unfortunately, there was no time. Thank you for giving me time today. So how far, let's start there, Minister. You're welcome. Thank you. How far is government in terms of uh, the process of the exemption of uh, uh, of the exemption applications for foreign nationals because the deadline is looming in June? No, 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 no. KG, I think we're mixing things now. You are talking about the ZEP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, f- I wanted to phone you yesterday, somebody asked you about these concessions of a backlog of 64,000 visas. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different story, completely unmarried to, to the Zimbabwean ZEP, which, as you know, is expiring only at the end of June. This one is t- from people from all over the world mm-hmm. who are visiting South Africa. Some for a short period of 90 days, some for uh, three years, etc., for various things. And uh, we are saying we have got 54,000 of them. And uh, because, uh, uh, KG, we, we developed this uh, 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 number during COVID. Because in 2022, these are the mostly we received in 2022, there were 97,000. We have now done 43,000. We are at 44, I mean, 54,000 that are left. Now, what we are doing, because they've applied and they've got receipts, the concession simply said that receipt of yours will, will work as, as a temporary. In other words, because you have applied and you are waiting for an outcome, nobody can touch you, nobody can regard you. 
as no longer being in South Africa uh, or no longer having our state, if, if at all the time or your, the visa you are having expires, you, you use that receipt. But secondly, why we issued concession? Usually when your visa expired before we answer you, if you have got an agency to go overseas, when you go through the borders, they stamp your passport undesirable because you overstayed. So that concession was to make sure that they go smoothly through the borders if they find a need to travel out of the country while we are still dealing with this matter of theirs, with this application of theirs. Basically, that's what the concession is all about. Okay. So you don't want to comment then while we have you here on uh, the Zimbabwean exemption permits, uh, because subsequently we also received a lot of requests from our listeners who wanted you to talk on that backlog. If you could, please, Minister. KG, as I have said, that matter has been taken to court, not by us, but by certain groups that represent the Zimbabweans alone and the Helen Sussman Foundation. So to give information and talk openly on the media about something that is going to court, is not something that is desirable or advisable. But what I can tell you is that there are two things happening with the ZEP. We have said because the visas have been extended to the end of June, they must apply for exemptions. So these are the two things. The first thing is that people must apply for exemptions. Exemptions from what? Usually when you apply for a visa in South Africa, a, a general, I mean, a, a, a visa uh, of whatever sort, <coughs> you have, uh, for, I mean, for it, it's a general work visa, I mean to say. Mm. You have got to go to the Department of Labor and ask for a certificate that this job I'm going to do or I'm doing, there's no other South African who can do it. That's what countries do to protect their own citizens. Now, in this case, we are giving them exemption and say, because you are already here under the ZEP, most probably are already working. Mm. Uh, apply for an exemption so that you don't have to go to the Department of Labor. And I've been issuing those exemptions, uh, KG, I've been signing those exemptions in large numbers. That's the first thing. The second thing is after you receive the exemption, then you apply for a, 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 a standard visa. When I say standard, it's because the ZEP was a special. You apply for a general, I mean, for a standard visa because uh, we have got 17 types of those visas. You know, study visas, uh, relative visas, work visas, uh, visitors visas, skill visas, all those to a total of 17, you can apply for any one of them after getting an exemption, no longer to go to the Department of Labor. Basically, that's what is happening, and I can only go up to there. I can't give any other details because we are faced with a court case here. Okay. When we knew you were coming on, Minister, we invited our listeners to send you questions. I hope you can indulge us and respond to the questions that they have. Here's some of them. Uh, good morning, KG, and the brilliant team behind the scenes. I'm Donald and Rustenberg. Can you please ask Minister Mutwadedi? I want to know about the undesirable, the duration for that stamp. If you are, your passport is stamped, the undesirable. Section 27, maybe see uh, what the duration of that stamp. 
Minister, can you respond to the this one question of the dura- uh, the duration of the undesirables? Definitely, KG. It's up to five years. You can be declared up to undesirable up to five years. And maybe let me add, it does not automatically happen, KG. You may be declared undesirable because the person at the border is doing their work. They just look at the date in your passport and say you have overstayed. You might be having a good reason. Maybe you are in hospital. Maybe you deliver the baby. Maybe that day the trucks will move you from Itequini, trucks were blocked on the way, something like that. The act allows you to apply for the minister to waive that undesirability. And I've waived many of them, provided you give a cogent reason. If your reason is, is understood, then it does not mean it's cast in stone. We waiver it. But the person at the border has got no way of knowing that you overstay deliberately or because you had something, uh, uh, I mean, you were stopped by something else. But that undesirability can go up to a period of five years. Okay. After which you must now reapply again. It means your period of undesirability is over. The department will then decide whether to allow you here or not. Because, uh, KG, there are people who overstay deliberately. Okay, okay, who who overstay uh, and end up being declared undesirable. And somebody yeah. wants to know, you know, seeing the case is sub and, and you can't comment on it, when is the official court date so that uh, they track what happens in court? Oh, oh, I just know it's April. I'm sorry, I don't know the actual date. I just know this is the month of that court case. Okay, and then we have another voice note question that came from one of our listeners as well for you, Minister. Here we go. Good morning, KG. Please, uh, please ask the minister to talk about the exemption—not exemption of the of the of the permit only, but all foreign nationals. Their permit are held in home office without renew. I mean, uh, they are not renewing it. They are not renewing any permit for a year. I'm talking from an experience. Please ask. Please, Mr. Mr. Mosuleri, tell us what is going on. Okay, we won't talk about the IDs. That is a South African, but we are also uh, here in South Africa and we are living with you. Please tell us, because now you are making us illegal, because you want us to be legal in this country, but you are making us illegal by holding our renewal of payment for a year now. Please, can you please tell us what's going on, please? Don't avoid the question. We know you are here for the South African, but please, we are here in the country and we are living with you. Please, please tell us what's going on with our payment. Would you like the opportunity then to respond to that minister? Yeah, 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 KG, but she must not make assumptions. Please don't avoid it. Why should I avoid anything? <laughs> I'm not going to avoid anything. KG, I'm not sure what he's talking about. Actually, part of this concession is that everybody who has got this concession, the visa is not regarded as a expired. And we have done this. During COVID many times, this concession I'm talking about of 54,000 people, we are doing it for the third time, uh, KG. I'm not sure why this particular one raised many questions. We've been doing it since COVID, extending issuing in the government gazette, actually, that those people whose visas expire on such and such a day are, 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 are regarded as being valid until such and such a day. We kept on doing it because nobody knew when COVID was coming to an end, nobody knew. This particular 54,000 kg 
is because immediately after the state of disaster ended last year, an avalanche of applications came. As I said, there were 97,000, and we have dealt with 44,000 of them. So the story of holding somebody's visa for, for one year, uh, for more than one year, and, and that person not being able to stay in South Africa or do whatever, I don't know about it. Okay. I can hear you say he's talking from experience. I don't know about it because these confessions are there to cover exactly that. And we've been doing the right throughout the, the period of COVID. Okay. Minister, can I ask for your indulgence as I go to a quick commercial break? Uh, and the listener who sent that question, please come back to us so that you can clarify to the minister what your issue is. And when we come back from break, we can see all of your uh, WhatsApp questions coming th- thick and fast for the minister. We will uh, ask for the minister's indulgence to respond to all of them before we let him go. It's 11.21. We are in conversation with the Home Affairs Minister, Dr. Aron. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. Welcome back. We're in conversation with uh, the Home Affairs Minister, Dr. Arun Muzualedi, following a comment that was made by a listener yesterday, and the minister happened to be listening and uh, wanted to come on air to clarify it. Another question for you, Minister, is KG. Please ask Minister Muzualedi this question. What happens to young adults whose parents are South African and the children were born in a foreign country because of their parents working outside of South Africa? And then the children want to come to South Africa to take South African citizenship. Is that allowed? They are South African citizens, KG. Because, yes, we are using what is called Jewish sanguine, the right of blood. It doesn't matter in which part of the world you are born. If just one of your parents is a South African, then you are a South African. You don't have to come here and ask for citizenship. It's yours. It belongs to you. You have got as much right to be a South African as me. doesn't matter whether you were born in China, in England, or in Nigeria, or in the South, wherever. As long as one of your parents is a South African, that's the system that is being used in most parts of the world. I hope you answered, Ruben, and uh, that's a good answer for you. We also have a caller. Rome in Pretoria wants to ask the minister a question. Is it Rome or Romeo? I think it's Romeo. Hi, Romeo. Hi, uh, CKG and uh, the minister and all protocol around him. Uh, greeting to all of you. Um, I wanted to ask a question. The minister is, um, I'm happy that the minister is always listening to the radio and is always trying uh, to attend all the problems. These are type of the ministers that we are looking for all the time, the people who are in touch. The applied after they expired. Romeo, please ask your question again uh, because your line is not very clear. Just ask your question and wherever you're standing now, stand there and ask your question before your line goes bad again. You see, he's probably loaded. N- not really. Please stand at the spot where you know your you know your calls become clear in your house, so that the minister can hear you easy. There's a lot of people that want to talk to him. Can you hear me as well? I can hear you now. Okay, my question uh, on the exemption permit is that uh, he is talking about those ones for the Zimbabweans. 
are they going to be replied after they have expired or they are going to be replied during the course of their application as their arrival at home affairs? Considering the fact that people have started applying from January up until now, nobody has ever received any whether positive or negative in terms of accepting or not accepted. Or if they are going to be answered after expired, are they not going to become now illegal migrants in the country? Okay, Romeo, do you want to listen on the radio for the minister's response then? No, 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 no. I'll listen to the radio here. Thank you. Minister? Yes, KG, uh, it's not true that nobody will be anything. There are those who applied for waivers, as I've told you, and I've responded to them. And very few of them have been rejected. Mostly, it is people who just apply for a waiver, even when they are not on the VEP. That means they are not part of the group that is of interest here. And, and But they still use the same system, and, and we reject them. Those who are really on the ZEP and are waiting. We have responded to most of them, and most of them have been given exemptions. What is left is now for them to apply and decide to tell us what visa are they applying for. Is it a general work visa, a scarcity visa, a, a, a spousal visa, etc.? Remember, KG, one of the problems with the ZEP, which people are trying to ignore, is that when it was given, the people were told that they don't have a right to apply for any other visa. And now you can imagine the, 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 the number of years that have passed. Their lives have moved on. Some are actually married in South Africa. And if you are married to a South African, you are allowed by law to apply for South African citizenship. But now you are having a, 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 an exemption permit here that says you are not allowed to apply for any other thing. Others came here as students and they've passed senior degrees in the category of scarce skills. But the, the, the ag- agreement was that you can't apply for any other, which means they can't apply for those critical skills. I, I can go on and on and give many examples uh, uh, that people must also look at one, one of the things that forced us to do what we are doing. Because you can't have a person living on a temporary arrangement forever. Because ZEPs were meant to be temporary. You mm. can't you can't call it temporary and yet it goes on forever. What was it temporary for? Mm. Okay, Minister, we have uh, two voice notes. Uh, uh, here Here are they. Uh, question from Don in Bloemfontein uh, to the Minister. I want to find out why does Home Affairs refuse to issue uh, Lesotho born yet South African citizens smart cards? Hmm. Even if a person is a holder of a green ID book. Why are they refusing? Why don't they issue smart cards? Because between a book and a smart card, the difference is just the material. The ID details makes a person that I many person is, is a South African citizen. Hmm. Thank you. Good morning, sister. Good morning. Can you ask the minister when a step when a passport is stamped code J? What does J mean? What does code J mean on the passport? Do you want to respond to those two, minister? Yeah. KG, I don't know this code G. Obviously, these are technicalities that are known by officials. Unfortunately, I'm not going to lie in the radio and say I know what code G is. I'll go and check. Okay. Uh, please forgive me for that. That's fine. The, and the, the Lesotho. The other question about Lesotho, mm-hmm. uh, KG, we are not refusing. That's a wrong way. The smart card, uh, KG, started in 20. 
18. Mm-hmm. When it started, there were 39 million South Africans who were having the green barcoded ID, who were supposed to migrate from green barcoded ID to the smart card. There were 39 million at that time. But every year, 1 million babies are born in South Africa, which means that 39 million increased by 1 million every year. But in addition, every year, 1 million kids turn 16. That's the age at which you can take an ID. So we have got a number here of people who meet smart cards, but it must keep, it keep on increasing. Now, Homer says, had only got the capacity to issue 3 million smart cards per annum. For the simple reason that not every office of home affairs can issue a smart card, only modernized offices. And modernized offices are usually those who are in the cities where there is broadband. In rural areas, it's difficult to modernize an office because there's no broadband and all that. Mm. So then the department agreed that then let's do these people in trenches. Let's start with South Africans. At any rate, charity starts at home. Mm-hmm. And when we finish, we have completed that. Then we'll go and do the, 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 the rest of the people who were left behind. That is what was agreed on. So we are realizing that because the, the broadband is getting very slow in our country uh, in terms of uh, in rural areas, we then decided that let's buy lots of mobiles. That's why on the 6th of March, we bought 20 extra mobiles when Home Affairs was always giving 100. And we've even added 100 more, we've ordered 100 more, apart from the 20 we've just released on the 6th of March. Because those ones are modernized, whether there's broadband or not in a rural area, you can drive them there, they'll do the work. So we are trying to change uh, 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 these numbers, but uh, the, 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 the decision that was made there back then in 2018 was not to refuse, but to say, let's start with these ones who are here at home, and then when we finish, we'll move to the others. Okay. Minister, uh, again, I ask for your indulgence as I quickly go to the news headlines, and then uh, we come back with uh, more questions for you. It's 11.31. We're in conversation with uh, the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Motswaledi. Tweet at SFM Radio and at KG Mwekezi. So yesterday when we were on the radio, there's somebody who called and made a comment and uh, the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Arun Mutualedi, happened to be listening and wanted uh, to respond to that. And uh, we decided, as we told you this morning, uh, that uh, the Minister can come through and respond, but we also asked you to send your questions uh, for the Minister. And Minister Arun, uh, Dr. Arun Mutualedi, the Minister of Home Affairs, is our guest. Hannah in Cape Town, you want to ask the Minister a question? Good morning, Hannah. Hi, good morning. Um, I just wanted to ask the minister a question. Um, I've been married for over 11 years, and my husband applied for a permanent residence about six or seven years ago, and we are still waiting for it. So I wanted to ask him what is the delay and um, if he can do anything about it. Okay, Hannah. Do you please listen on the radio. The minister will respond because we're taking a couple of calls for him so that uh, he can respond to everybody at the end. Thank you for your call. Fred in Durban. I wish to be Lucky Parker this morning. Good morning. Okay, good morning. Yeah, I wish to be Lucky Parker for the minister to respond to me as for today. The uh, question I want to impose is that to say, what is it that Africans have to expect after the defense? Say that, say that again. Say that again, Fred. What is it that South Africans do? 
what is it that we South Africans have to expect after June? Okay. Uh, the term is coming to June. And then secondly, uh, what is it that we must uh, bring upon uh, as a management from what we're expecting, upon which we'll be experiencing the, those who are illegal? I know that I can tell you they will still be there. And okay. what is it that the government expects us to be uh, or to, to do with these uh, illegal people? Okay. I'm not imposing uh, or proposing fights. just want to come from the government. Okay. We know South Africans that this is how the government said we must. Okay, Fred, you. he will respond to you. Uh, listen on the radio. Uh, Abu, you are in Bumalanga. Hi, Abu. Hi, hi, Kedji. How are you? I'm well, Abu. Hello, uh, hello to the minister. Yeah, uh, I'm the one who sent the voice earlier. What I was saying is that to the minister, I'm asking him why he's not renewing the payment, the other payments. Like, really, the, the, I'm giving my, my, my example. I'm using a, a, a like relative payment, which I'll be renewing. Abu, please switch off your, your radio because we, we're getting terrible feedback, which means we can't really hear what you're saying clearly. I want what you're saying to be clear. Have you switched off your radio? Ah, there's no radio here. I'm, okay. I'm speaking, maybe on the on the uh, because, but I'm speaking with the with, with my phone, so with my earphone. So maybe the earphone. Okay, but talk but to me on. Uh, don't talk to me on speaker. Just talk to me on on. Uh, not. Is it is, is it better now? Much better. Thank you. Yes, I was saying. I was saying to the minister. Uh, I'm asking him why he's not renewing the the other payment. For example, I'll give you an example for the whole Senegalese who, who apply for either it's a relative payment a spouse payment, whatever payment. Since last year, they have been held there in home affairs. If you check on the VFS, uh, uh, visa tracking application, they will just tell you your document has been arrived in, in home affairs in different, different dates. Mine has been there since January last year. Okay. There's no any movement. There's no anything. I don't even know so what, what which, the which and, specific and one did you apply for, Abu? Come again? Which specific one did you apply for? I apply, I apply for life partner. It's not that I apply, it's a renewal. Because I applied to, I've been using it for, 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 six, for almost four years now because this is the third time, third time to, 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 to renew it, a third time. But this time it's been held for more than a year because before, okay. if, you, if, you, if you apply, it's only two months or, or three months and, and it comes to you, it comes out whether it's rejected and, and, and you, uh, you, you reapply or it's it, it, it approved, you get your payment for two years. Okay. But now it's been a, it's been a, it's been a year. It's not, not only me, all the Senegalese I know. Okay. It's the same problem. Okay, please listen on the radio. The minister will respond, okay, Abu? Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Salim, you are on the road. Hi. Yes, uh, Sister Kensi Legai, how are you? I'm well, thanks. All right. Uh, there's a question that one of the listeners asked uh, from the suit concerning the, the green barcode ID books. And uh, the question, I think the minister did not answer the question properly because I also have the green bar ID book. And uh, what they told me at the home affairs is that we are only going to apply for the for the smart card after all the South Africans has got the, 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 the smart card applied. So my question is, Okay, I think we lost Salim, but I think we get the crux of the question. Minister, do you want to respond? Let me start with this last one, because I've already answered it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what the listener wants. 
I've explained that there were 39 million people who had to be... Uh, 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 and a million babies are born every year. Yes, I've said so. I can't give somebody something that I don't have. The, the capacity that South Africa has got, it's, it's not that anybody's been targeted. If, if you come to South Africa and ask for help here, we can only help you in as much as we can. And that's exactly what's happening. But at the moment, we are looking at the mechanism which we might allow school because we also don't want the green barcoded ID. Whether you are a South African or not, we don't want it anymore. That's why we introduce a smart card because they can easily defraud it. They can change photos and, you know, these photo swaps that are happening. Mm. So we want to end it as much as possible. But that's the capacity we have got at the present moment. And he mustn't feel like he's being deprived. You know. Yeah. Let me go to the first question uh, from Hannah. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand Hannah very well, Kiji. Is she saying she's married? She said she's married to a PR holder. Yes, Is for eleven years. Uh, Sorry, for, married for eleven years, and there's uh, a, a delay in uh, the uh, application for, a, I think, a permanent residency. No, she said married to a PR holder. A PR holder is permanent residence, which means he's holding that PR. So that's why I'm, I don't understand what's going on. Okay. I mean, what the problem is, because he said she said a PR holder, meaning a person is from another country, he's holding permanent residency here in South Africa, but still a citizen of another country. And in due course, such people do apply for citizenship. But I'm not sure exactly what is the issue she's raising. Hannah, please send your, uh, your, you know, your clear specifications on the yes. WhatsApp line. We have yes. a WhatsApp line on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Send it, and then the minister can respond while he's here. Did you hear Fred, uh, uh, minister? Ooh, we also lost yes. the minister. Yes, Fred oh, okay. said <laughs> they want to know what South African expect after June. Yes, I can only guess. I also don't have answers because it doesn't fully depend on me. It depends on the people who are on the ZEP, whether they are going to to apply for uh, a a, a waiver, which I'm giving, or whether they are going to take advantage of all the 17 different types of visas and payments and apply for them, or whether they are going to get them or not. I can't guess that. But all I know is that come the end of June, People are on the ZEP, it will come to an, to an end. If the problem is on the side of government, not them, we'll then announce then, maybe in advance before the 30th of June, what the problem was encountered and how we are solving it. And the Senegalese gentleman, I think uh, he also uh, applied for a, a permit. He, I think he said he's a life partner. He said he used to apply previously and it would take two months and it would come through. Now it's been up to a year and he hasn't gotten a response from Home Affairs. Yeah. There's nothing called a life partner permit. We do have spousal visas. And I'm sure he's talking about the spousal visa. Uh, when he says a life partner uh, permit. Uh, if, if he's one of those 54,000 I've just mentioned, it means we are still coming to him. Because uh, he says a year ago, I think he, he's talking about 2022, the year in which I told you we received 97,000 applications and we finalized 44,000, we are left with this 50,000. Among them, 
are spousal visas, but there's nothing called a life partner visa. Now, the story of Senegalese, Kiji, people don't come here as groups or, you know, we don't package them as a group and say, you are Senegalese, this is how you are dealing with you. They are coming as individuals and they apply as individuals. If he believes that people from Senegal are not being responded to, they must give us the names as individuals. And so and so from Senegal applied for this and that on this period, so and so, then we'll go and check. But just to say Senegalese, as if Senegalese came here as a, as, as a package, uh, it, it doesn't work that way. Okay, I'm reading now some uh, questions that were sent on WhatsApp to you. There's three of them and then we will be done, Minister. Good morning. I have been a permanent resident for over six years and applied for citizenship, but it's over a year now. Does it take that long? Thanks. From Jade in Durban. That's the first one. Second one. Hi, KG. Pafat here. Please ask the minister why they're not giving citizenship to foreigners that are having children with South African women to help them find better jobs and bring more support to their children and their wives. That's the second one. The last one, minister. Question for the minister of home affairs. For kids born in the Republic of South Africa, but to foreign parents, do they qualify for citizenship by birth as per the court ruling anonymous? Those are the last questions. There's many more that have come through, but that's the time that we have. Can you kindly respond to those, Minister? Yes. Uh, uh, number one, the first question is having applied for a year, which means last year, KG. As I'm saying, it might be one of which came as an avalanche, and we are still busy. But somebody's on a PR for, de- for 10 years, they are now applying for citizenship. I can only guess, unless you also ask the person to send us specificities, especially the, the reference number of the application, so that we may see if there's anything wrong. If it falls into part of this 54,000, we are still coming to them because, as I said, we have already completed uh, the, the, the uh, 43,000 that were there. Now, the issue of why not give South African citizenship to foreigners who have children with South African women, we do, we do, it's the law. The law in South Africa says any time you marry a South African, then you deserve citizenship of South Africa. That's why, if I may add, that's why there are so many fraudulent marriages, because many of them are not made for love, mm. but they are married specifically to make sure that they take advantage of this act. Mm. And it is causing us problems. Yes, there are many. We get more than 2,000 fraudulent marriages every year uh, because they are taking advantage of this issue of citizenship. And it's one of the issues to, we are going to change in the white paper when you overhaul citizenship, but that's not for today. Yeah. Uh, the issue of citizenship by birth, it doesn't happen in the way, it's not exactly the way he's putting it. Uh, if I may explain to you, KG, there are three ways of getting citizenship. I'm not counting naturalization among them, let's leave it. But generally around the world, there are three ways of getting citizenship. The first one I've mentioned earlier is called juice sanguine. Sanguine is a Latin word for blood. It means the right of blood. Meaning if any of your parents is, belongs to that country, then you are a citizen of that country and we're using juice sanguinis in South Africa. Uh, uh, the second one is juice solis. 
which means the right of soil, meaning the soil where you are born, you take the citizenship of that soil. That we don't use in South Africa. In fact, in the whole African continent, we know that it's only the Soto, Tanzania, Chad, and Cape Verde that are using this solely, the right of soil. We also know that in Europe, it's only one country, that is Luxembourg, that using using this solely. All the others are using juice sanguinis. We also know that in Asia, all the countries are using juice sanguinis, except Pakistan, which is also using juice solely. In the U.S., they use both juice solely and juice sanguinis, but we are using juice uh, 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 sanguinis, not juice solely. Yeah. The, the third way of citizenship, citizenship by merit. If you look at the French team, it's African, but it's in France. Most of them got citizenship by virtue of their status. That one is given to scientists, singers, experts in anything that the country believes is important for them. That's how you get citizenship. Yeah. And unfortunately, your line is starting to let us down. You probably just got load shed where you are. But, Minister, I want you to make an undertaking that after, uh, you know, the ruling of the court uh, uh, in April, you can come back and then we can have further conversations around uh, this Zimbabwean ex- exemption permit thing. Uh, th- and thank you so much for your time. Indeed, I'm load shed. I don't know how you knew about that. <laughs> uh, no, we, the, it happens a lot. When somebody gets load shed, then the line gets bad. So yeah, thank no, So we'll, we will talk after, you know, the department has then gone to court with the Helen Sisman Foundation, and then we talk about a way forward. Thank you, Minister. Thank you very much, Kiji. Thank you, Minister Aaron Mutsualedi, the Minister of Home Affairs. Lebo Musweu and Kanya Bonane are the producers. And uh, we were being ably driven by uh, KG today. Don't forget, updated noon with Sakina Kamwendo. We're late for the book reading. The book is Sibahle Rabasutu by Lesiho Monama, and the book is being narrated by Karabo Kholeng.